0: Be right here. Right here. So, yes. I got it, bro. Here you go, man. Yes, grace and truth. Okay, so tonight's uh, midweek, grace and truth. Open up your Bibles to John chapter 1. So, I'm very excited about this uh, topic. Um, Tonight, we're going to be speaking about uh, grace and truth. And I, I believe that. Part of our spiritual formation, part of our development as humans, as, as children of God, is people in our lives speaking the truth to us. Mm. Uh, God has just designed it so that other people are part of us growing and developing spiritually. And a big part of that is that we speak the truth to each other, that we correct each other in our sin, that we mm. encourage each other in our weakness, that we, we call each other higher in our faith. And today we're going to be looking at the example of Jesus, how he was full of grace and truth. And uh, we're going to be speaking about um, some practical ways to do that as well, but really looking at the example of Jesus and how he was a, a truth speaker. So I will start by saying I'm very daunted by this topic because I don't at all feel like I am um, worthy and, and capable in this area. I feel like this area of my life is a place that I really need to grow in. And I'm, I'm hopefully going to speak vulnerably about that today, but in no way have I arrived in this, and I, I, I am trying to learn as we go. So, um, John 1, on, verse 14. Nice. Okay, the word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, Jesus was the ultimate example of grace and truth. He was an incredible truth speaker. He did not hold back from speaking the truth to people when they needed it, how they needed it, He spoke to all of society. He spoke to individual souls. He spoke the truth. And everything he said, I mean, many, many times what he said was not convenient. In fact, it was very inconvenient. But everything he said also was so full of grace, so full of compassion, so full of love. You know, he knew what people needed to hear when when they needed to hear it. So, I'm just going to give some examples, okay, of, of things that stir me of what Jesus said. Okay, Peter, you have little faith, why did you doubt? So clear, so true, but so hard. <laughs> Imagine if your disciple came to you and said, You have little faith, why do you doubt? To the crowds, this is not what a modern day uh, person who wants to make lots of followers would say. Mm-hmm. The way that I am preaching is only for a few. Yeah. And most people will not follow it. To the disciples, why are you bothering this woman? She's done a beautiful thing for me. So the teachers of the law. Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Oh, Ouch! You know, has anyone ever said that to you? That was I'm giving you all fodder for your next times together. Okay, to the Pharisees, I tell you the truth. The tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. Dang. To the very people who thought that they had ownership, exclusivity, over the kingdom of God. Jesus wow. says, oh, no, no, no. The, the worst people that you can think of, they're going ahead of you. Oh, wow. Because you're not listening to me. Okay, to Simon the Fair, I love this story. Uh, Lion and I were talking. I, love, I just love this story, okay? Uh, Simon, I have something to tell you. That's a great way to start it, if you need you some ideas. Okay? Hey, 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 Glenn, I, I have something to tell you. Suppose there's this story, you know? Okay, to Judas. Friend, do what you came for. To Pilate, the most powerful man in, in the region, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Wow. That is an incredible truth that was spoken to, yeah. to Pilate. To the woman that was caught in adultery, then neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. You know, uh, Jesus. He spoke to people, and he was he was he was an encouragement to them when they needed encouragement. He was correcting them when they needed correction. He was rebuking them when they needed rebuking. But he always did it with compassion and love. And so tonight we're talking about speaking the truth to each other in love. Yeah. And when you see the example of Jesus, you can't help but understand. Wow. If if Jesus was the embodiment of this, then. Part of my ambition should be to emulate him, yeah. to strive to be like him in the way that he spoke the truth. Yeah. Right. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. And uh, okay, so point number one, this is a very boring PowerPoint. <laughs> okay. I, I I do a lot of powerpoints at work, and. Um, some, Yay! Um, So you might not want to sit there. I'm gonna be well. You yeah. You might want to sit there. I'm gonna be okay. So um, yeah, I do a lot of powerpoints at work, and sometimes I feel like. Oh, that's all I do is PowerPoint. So today, very boring PowerPoint. And the lesson is very simple, okay? Point number one is speak the truth. What do you think point number two is?
1: Hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, quite, almost. (laughs) Okay, so speaking the truth. You know, we all need people who speak the truth to us, right? Yeah. Um, This is uh,
1: a green quote
0: I love from one of my favorite movies, A.P.S.T. You know, do I have something in my teeth? Which is like the classic, hey, you have something in your teeth. Uh, I'm speaking the truth to you yes. because I it's love you, <laughs> right? It's you don't say that to someone that you don't love. <laughs> he said it's not boring. It's not boring? You're it's not boring, bro. This is the most exciting part of it. It's all downhill from here, okay? So um, let's turn over to Mark, uh, Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. We're going to look at one story about Jesus. This, this, this isn't a uh, this isn't a complicated topic yeah okay so th- th- there's not going to be anything totally mind-blowing in this lesson it's just a reminder of our calling as disciples yeah. to be men and women of the truth and to to say the truth in love. So mark 10 in verse 17. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. You know, Jesus meets this awesome guy. He, this guy has everything together, right? Yeah. And... Um, but Jesus knows, he sees, well, that he's just missing one thing. He's, there's one thing holding him back from real commitment mm-hmm. to God, and it's, it's, his, it's his wealth. It's his, his love of, of money. It's his attachment to his wealth. And so Jesus confronts him. It says he looked at him and loved him. Mm-hmm. And then he just said plainly, you lack this one thing. If you, if you did this, you would you would inherit the kingdom of God. And in this case, sadly, he walks away. He decides, you know, this isn't for me. And, and this story is an incredible story of Jesus speaking the truth, not backing away from it, not avoiding it, not soft-pedaling it, yeah. not, well, maybe, no, he just spoke plainly. Yeah. This is what you lack. You know, we all need people in our lives who tell us the truth. I remember I have so many stories of people who spoke to me in a loving way, but in a painful way, do you know what I mean, yeah. and it sort of changed my life. I remember the first time it was like I was sixteen years old, and I was sort of contemplating becoming a Christian, contemplating giving my life to christ and but i was I was stuck on a number of different things. I was very uh, stubborn as I still am, and i I just there were certain people that I saw that were Christians that I, I, I couldn't get over, like, if, if it means being a Christian, being like that person, I don't want to be a Christian. So that was sort of my attitude. I got to be with you guys. Yeah. So that was my attitude. And I remember um, this, this guy, Phil Arsenal, he is a, uh, he's a sort of a team leader in the Boston region. He sat down with me, and man, he just laid it on me. He was like, you are prideful. You are, you have no humility in your life. You have no idea what you're talking about. You are 16 years old. The human brain is not even fully developed at your age. And and it really humbled me. He said it in a loving way. He didn't say it like that, but it really, um, it surprised me because no one had ever spoken to me like that, I think, as a you know, as someone who just grew up being pretty, like a pretty good person, Mm -hmm. I'd never been spoken to strongly before. Mm -hmm. And so someone coming to me and saying that in love and saying, you're missing a most central part of Christianity, and that is humility. Mm -hmm. The path of humility, that's what you're missing in your life. Mm -hmm. And as a 16-year-old, that is not what I wanted to hear. (laughs) I think no young man wants to hear that they're prideful, but it's a it's a part of becoming a, a person, becoming a man. But that was just a formative moment for me that someone spoke the truth to me, mm-hmm. and um, we all you know we all need that we all need that in our life. Mm-hmm. And um, you know yeah. I think it it's for me it's somewhat of a double standard that I expect people to speak the truth to me, but I'm not often the one to go speak the truth to others. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And so that's something I really feel like I need to grow in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- I, this story just exemplifies Jesus' love and compassionate care for people. And his, his love was so abundant that he, he knew he had to speak the truth to each other. So, you know, I think in this context, striving to be like Jesus means sometimes you have to have hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to... Um, correct people sometimes the spirit just prompts you and you say oh that that, I just that situation just didn't go so well like that person just the way they behaved or the way they treated me or the way they treated someone else you know the sin that I see in someone's life that just goes on and on and on undealt with untalked with being like Jesus means that we we follow the spirit and we we lovingly go to someone and we we talk to them in love. Amen, and, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to have Lyanne share a few stories here. Okay. Um, but the last thing I want to say was sorry, I'm getting lo- lost in my notes here. I think the important thing is it, when Jesus spoke to this man, you know, he said, um, You will have treasure in heaven, then come follow me. So when Jesus is talking to him, his motivation isn't, you know, hey, I'm the boss even though he is, but his motivation isn't these are the rules that you need to do. It's come and follow me. So when we're when we're talking to each other, when we're in fellowship with one another, the motivation is it's not, you know, oh I have I'm I'm Mm -hmm. over you and I'm more important than you or Mm -hmm. um, you know, these are the rules and this is how it works in this church and you better get get yourself together. No, it's it's I'm trying to form Christ in you. I'm trying to push you to be more like Jesus, and so that's sort of the motivation. And Lion's going to share yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah,
2: amen, hey guys. Um, I we there's so much to say about this topic, but I think uh, something that was on my heart is just how grateful I am for the standard of the truth. And I think I've been been a Christian for a long time, 19 years today. Wow, wow. It's for birthday! Um, and I am so grateful to be following Jesus, um, the man of truth, and to be in a church community where we value truth. I think it's what we all want. Like, I want to know the truth, the world, I think we want to know the truth, and yet, without Jesus, we don't know how to go about it. Like, I think in the in the world, um, you can either pretend like everything's fine and just stuff it and not not deal with things, or lash out and be harsh and Um, not be friends ever again and Jesus gives us you know a third way which I'm so grateful for and Jesse talked about some examples of like being corrected you know and that's one way that truth is spoken but I think um in my life a lot of the truth that's been spoken is just in my friendships in my relationships more of like not a you know you're doing something wrong but a are we okay you know is everything fine here and I think I'm I'm so grateful for um a lot of my close relationships in the kingdom including many of you guys and those relationships are not possible without speaking the truth um because yeah. we we hurt our friends more than anyone else yeah. and um and our friends can be the hardest ones to speak the truth to you know honestly it can be it would be easier to talk to someone about something you see if you don't there's nothing invested in in them um or there's not like a relationship there but sometimes it's the hardest to go to a friend and to say that hurt my feelings, or, you know, this happened six months ago, and it hasn't gone away yet, and <laughs> and, um, and there's all kinds of, like, different layers and levels of things that happen in our friendships, but um, I've had to have countless awkward conversations um, uh, that lead us to the truth, and I was talking to my best friend, um, Kristen, today, and she was reminding me of this really epic conversation we had. It was about ten years ago, and she had um, recently broken off an engagement at around the same time that Jesse and I were starting to get together, and so she was going through a really, really dark period in her life, and I was starting to fall in love and <laughs> um, and I felt like i couldn 't tell her about anything that was going on here because I felt so bad about what was going on in her life that i, like, I didn 't want to be happy about about this and um, so I just didn't tell her about it. And there were a lot of other things going on, but I just kept not telling her about this very important development in my life. And it just led to this big divide in our friendship. And um, and we were, I was annoyed at her. She was hurt by me. And we were just at an impasse. And we um, we had to get together with our ministry leader at the time. And like we went down in the basement and had this hours long of a really awkward conversation. And you're, you know I don't know, you guys know how it is with your close friends. There's like, you remember the littlest things and they, you know, you know they didn't mean it, but you still have to say it. And there was just all these layers of weirdness there. And, um, and we wouldn't have been able to do it just on our own. Like we had to have someone walking us through and talking about it. And it, that conversation was a game changer in our relationship. If we hadn't done that, um, there's no way she would be my best friend today, you know, 10 years later. And we've had... Many other conversations, um, hard conversations along the way, but that was a really pivotal one, and I, I just feel so great. Yeah, I feel so grateful for the standard of truth and grateful for people willing to help us out. Like, yeah. hey, I care about your your friendship with each other. I'm gonna spend a few hours watching you two cry and you know fumble um, fumble over yourselves mm-hmm. in order to help you guys be able to speak the truth to each other. And I feel so grateful. Um, and I think without that standard and without people helping me out there's no way I'd be able to make friends or keep friends um in the kingdom so I'm really really thankful for that awesome. let's give her a hand oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. okay so
0: um I I hate confrontation okay I don't know about all you other millennials out there especially and and and, and older people but I feel like it's a millennial malaise, you know, I don't know, it's, 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 I hate confrontation, I, I, I prefer to let situations hopefully just resolve themselves, which is a really bad strategy 99% of the time, right, okay, things do not resolve themselves most of the time, at work, at school, at church, it's not a good strategy to just, oh, oh, I, that hurt, that was, that's weird, it, they'll get better, you know <laughs> if I just go over here and do something else, you know <laughs> we need to speak the truth, yeah. so I'm striving to grow in this area it's It's very difficult for me, mm-hmm. and um, I just wanted to ask you guys sort of discussion question what are what are barriers that we have to speaking the truth, whether it's a confrontational one or, hey, you hurt me in this situation, let's talk this out, let's resolve this what are yeah just a Little audience participation. Yes? You could lose your job. You could lose your job. That is absolutely true yes. at work. Yeah? Uh, just give me a scenario as a response to this question. Um, say I'm, you know, myself. And suppose. I notice, oh, it's <laughs> okay.
1: <The> hypotheticals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got Let me get this picture. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I noticed. You know, there's another brother in the church, and he's doing some weird stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, you said you wouldn't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry,
0: bro. And I'm like, oh, man, I
1: know he's acting
0: weird. I should say something to him. But I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want to push him away. that could be a, a reason. Yeah. So maybe let me talk to this person so they can talk to her. yeah that's a great a gossip is a great avoidance <laughs> strategy yeah yeah but definitely a fear fear of hurting someone's feelings Yeah. fear of pushing them away yeah Tim
1: uh, for me a big thing is like
0: uh, oh I, another scenario <laughs> like oh I, I need to point this problem out but I suffer the same problem yes. and I don't succeed in it either yeah. so yep. do I even have a position to point his totally. Definitely, definitely. That's something, a huge thing. Yeah? Um, I think, like,
1: not wanting other people to see you differently. Mm-hmm. Like, not in a to see... negative way. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: afraid that, you, you know, maybe you'll appear to be critical or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think, um, just the fear that, like, they won't react well, or that they might attack back, or mm-hmm. that it might cause a rift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. These,
0: these are all very legitimate, by the way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, if there's like a power imbalance so like if it's someone above you like maybe they're older or they're like in leadership or like something different or like I don't know sometimes in friendships you just know there's like a weird dynamic of like someone's older someone's smarter I don't know that's how I think that's like yeah mm-hmm. you really have that so yeah, for me, like I've been in situations where like maybe I confront someone or something, Jesus and then I left that place. They, <laughs> <laughs> they they end up being like, "Okay, Gwen, so now say sorry," and I'm like, "Whoa, like we weren't like, yeah, I don't know, like I've had it flipped on me, yeah, and it makes yeah. me like, hey, I'm tough, like yeah, I'll take it. People can treat me badly, that's fine. Like I'd rather that than." someone turning it on me right, yeah. Right. Yeah. The
0: fear of that they'll get defensive or that there's weirdness in yeah. hey it's an authority figure you yeah. know whether you're the one that's an authority figure or they're the one mm-hmm. yeah Lord is I will call that you feel
1: intimidated
0: feel intimidated by either
1: the situation or the person you have to
0: talk to every time <laughs> I feel intimidated <laughs> it's a little different yeah, it's
1: really...
0: yeah let's get two these are great two more uh, you no, you you me. Oh no no. no. <laughs> Back up. Like if I feel like someone has already had a hard day or they've had a tough yeah. experience with X Y and Z, and I'm
1: like, I just don't want to add on to their situation. Yep, oh, totally. Yeah.
0: Man, you guys thought of so many. <laughs> okay, we're we're stopping there. We don't no more barriers. Coma. Coma. Okay, coma. Um, for me is just like selecting the right words. Mm-hmm. Uh, to approach the situation or to, uh, being careful about yeah. people's emotions. You know? yeah. Definitely. And sometimes we get so, what am I going to say, that we don't say anything, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I guess uh, all of those things are very legitimate and things that need to be thought through and need to be considered for sure. But I, I want to just encourage you, like... And I'm not. I'm not trying to promote an environment where i will all just like, oh, who, who, who's who's the person? I'm going to speak the truth to today. You know, that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to promote an environment of truth and, and not not per- permissivity. For me, I'm. Can practice on me. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's an easy target right there. But I I just want to encourage you to push past the awkwardness, push past the fear. Push past the intimidation. You know, yeah. someone that's, that's an authority figure? Sure, like, you need to think about that and res- be respectful, you know, and do that in the right way. And we're going to talk about doing things in love, but push past these, these barriers to initiate conversations, Amen. because our mission, part of our mission in this world is to persuade persuading men, and that means also persuading yeah. each other yeah. and forming Christ in one another. Yeah. Um, OK, so point number two. Speak with grace. Okay, so let's go back to Mark 10. Uh, Hopefully you're still there. Mark 10, I'm just going to read it again in verse 21. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Jesus' whole motivation, the reason he said this, came from love. Yeah. You know, I think for me, to speak the truth to someone is to love. Mm-hmm. Is, is I'm not going to speak the truth unless I love that person. So yeah. I'm, 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 I'm most, most of the time, in order to get over these barriers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like, I love you. Like, I care about you. I, I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And I'm pushing past the things that are holding me back. I'm transcending yeah. my earthly nature. You know, love is an act of will. Mm-hmm. Love isn't a feeling, it's a decision. It's a decision to care about yeah. someone, to do what Jesus did here and to put himself on the line, to, to push past the surface layer of things and to, to love deeply. And so, you know, we're doing this lesson out of order because we should have said everything starts with love and then the mm-hmm. truth follows. Yeah. Now, if you are tempted to say the truth, but you're not coming from a place of love, you got to think long and hard about whether that's a good decision, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah. so I really struggle with this because I'm like a I'm a mix of not confrontational, but also I ha- I can tend to be very rude and very harsh, and I'll often say the truth without love because I'm very I take the truth very 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 seriously. Oh. Yeah. And so, I will say things, I just cannot lie, I, I, I don't know, I just, this is the way I grew up, okay, I just can't lie, I'm a terrible liar, and sometimes this gets me in trouble. So when I was a kid, my nickname, I had several nicknames, some of you know about them, oh, um, I had a nickname, <laughs> <laughs> anorexia, that was one of them, oh, no. yeah, that's, that's the reaction I usually get. So, um, it would be like illegal now, Yeah. Now yeah, it is, yeah. right, okay. So as a kid, though, I had a less, um, a less like, you know, personally damaging nickname, and that was um, Mr. Exacto. So Mr. Exacto was if someone exaggerated, or said the wrong words, used the word incorrectly, I would make sure that they knew that exaggeration is false. Falsification of the facts. So, you know, for example, if someone said, oh yeah, we were going like 500 miles an hour, you know, I was like, actually, it was more like 72. You know, I, I allowed no exaggeration, no sarcasm, no mincing of words, no messing up of, of, of connotations of words. I, I just, I was, that's just who I was. And sometimes that comes out, even today. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I've said many, many things that are 100% true, but very harsh. Yeah. And that is not the way of Jesus. Yeah. There was a girl in my high school named Mary, Marima, Marima Rutina. And her, we called her Mary. And she was in my Latin class. And one day in class, th- this was she, was, she was, she annoyed me. I, she was,
1: I didn't really like
0: her. I didn't like her, okay? That she, she was,
1: Speak the truth.
0: She, was uh, she was extremely smart, but she, she uh, put herself out to be dumb. Okay, that, that just bothered me. I didn't like that. So one day in Latin class, um, we were doing our, our worksheets, right? You do worksheets. And um, she was just talking to someone behind me instead of doing a worksheet. So I turned around and I said, Mary, you know, you're really being annoying right now. If you can just stop and do your worksheet, that would be great. So then, which is a great strategy. It's It's a really good way to persuade people, Okay. So then I go back to my worksheet and I'm like, you know writing my word i'm like i'm feeling good that. about myself you know she stopped talking this is great and then i thought oh this would be even better so i turned around a second time and i said mary you are always annoying not right now but always oh, man. and this happened i was like 15 years old okay this is a is a true story 100 percent true then I'm like, oh yeah, that was, that was, that was the you kicker. You know. I really got her that no time. I'm doing my no. worksheet, I'm doing my conjugations. I'm like, yeah, yeah Latin, this is awesome. <laughs> then, like five minutes later, I hear her crying yeah. in the seat behind me. Of course. <laughs> and then it was really awkward because we were all just quietly doing our worksheets, and she was crying. <laughs> and we you know, we, I apologize to her and all that, but we, we we got, you know, I got myself in a lot of trouble and I do that often. I, I, I just find that I can be rude, I can be harsh, I speak without love, right? And that that that's where I struggle. Tell them that Mary's doing okay. Oh yeah, Mary's doing just fine. <laughs> she is she went to Cornell, she was like an amazing athlete. She was beautiful, and she's a doctor now, and then oh, good. she's she's good. She, she's, <laughs> she wasn't scarred for you <laughs> scarred for life. You toughened her up.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so love, like love, is is the starting yeah. point of of sharing the truth. Yeah. Love is the what uh, when we speak the truth, it has to be bathed in love. It has to start from love, <clears throat> and. For me, you know, when I'm not, I, th- I think it's mostly for me, it's selfish. If I know that I should speak to someone, if someone hurts me, someone says something weird, if I decide, oh, I'm just going to forgive them in my heart and we're, we're good, that, that's a selfish decision, I know for me at least, mm-hmm. wherever you're at. Um, and then secondly, I just, I, I just <laughs> wanted to say, you know, sharing the truth with a loving heart is more effective. Yeah. It's not just that it has to be motivated by love, but it's actually, it's a better way to do things, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, this scripture, I love this scripture. Glenn shares a scripture with me all the time, and it, it helps me a lot, and I really feel like it exemplifies a lot of things. Proverbs 15, 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. You know, you can convince people a lot more effectively by speaking Softly to them. Yeah. I've learned this many, many, many times from not being effective. Yeah. But I've also seen it. I've done it before, where you just say you say something gently, you say something in love and great love <coughs> yeah. and softly. And and Glenn does this. He's the master. I mean, yeah. I've never met anyone like Glenn that 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 can do this in, in the way that he does. But yeah. it's because of the love that he has and the 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 sincere love that he has for people, that he can do that. Yep. Um, so it's it's not just that the motivation has to be um, from love, but also that it's going to help the other person yeah. mm-hmm. in a greater way. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lion's going
2: to share, and then we're going to wrap up. Okay. okay. Um, so as most of you probably know, I tend to be more of a truth speaker, and um, that's just... My nature. It's my job as an editor. My job is to find mistakes and fix them. That's what I get paid to do every day. Is to find as many mistakes as possible. This is and yeah, this is exacto. Um, yeah, no, no surprise. Um, and uh, this has gotten me into a lot of trouble in my life. Um, I've, like Jesse, have said lots of things harshly, um, and I don't really, I don't back out from confrontation too often, and I've gotten myself into heaps of trouble and been forced to learn a lot of things. Um, And I always assumed that, because I tend to be a truth speaker, that's what I need. Like, tell me how it is. Just don't beat around the bush. Give it to me straight. That's how I'm going to grow. You know, I I played sports growing up. Like, I, you just like a coach, you know, just uh, let me know what I need to fix, and I'll fix it. And um, in college, I... I had the amazing blessing of being um, trained by Kevin and Melissa Miller, who came up and spoke recently. And Glenn and Danielle always talk about them. And they, um, Melissa ta- often talked about this 10 to 1 ratio of positive to negative feedback. Um, that, and is something that she learned from her parents, that they practice with, with their kids, that for every one you know, correction or negative thing, that there should be 10 mm-hmm. positive words spoken. Um, And I remember the first time that she talked to me about it. I thought that's a really high ratio. That that sounds kind of extreme. Like ten, you have to say ten nice things for every one negative thing you say. Like that's going to take a long time. And and I just thought it seemed like like yeah, just a really high ratio. And you know, it turned out that I really needed that. And I thought like I needed maybe like a one to one ratio of you know. good to bad or whatever, but I really needed the 10 to 1. And um, both Kevin and Melissa gave me so much correction and rebukes and feedback in my life. But what I really remember, I was even trying to remember like some of the specific things to share with you guys. And honestly, what I remember the most is the love and the encouragement and the abundant, unnecessary, over the top positive feedback in my life, and that is what I remember far more than specific, you know, you could do this differently, or that didn't go well, and let me help you here. It's just how much they loved me, and they um, they poured out encouragement on me, mm-hmm. and I, through that I learned that I need a lot more encouragement than I naturally think, and we all need more encouragement than, than we think, and it's... It, better to be better to have a 10 to 1 a 20 to 1 ratio um than the other way around and it's really trained me to be um hopefully to be like intentional about building other people up and to be really because 10 to 1 is not natural that's really hard you have to for me I have to really try to think like if I see something positive let me say it um whatever is True, whatever is noble, whatever is right, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things and talk about them. So, mm-hmm. if I see something positive, true, praiseworthy, let me say it. You know, let me and like I, I really try to go out of my way to say that great job on that lesson. Like I really appreciated your ushering. Where's Iggy? Um, you know, yeah, Iggy, serving. He's, he's serving. Um, Jen, thank you for ushering with a smile. Like, just all the things that you see. Um, you know, Janet said, "Lourdes, thanks for making the coffee." Like that kind of stuff. Just as much Amen. as yeah. we can build each other up, um, the better. And and for me, that not only it helps me um to think about those things and to say them. Hopefully, it helps the other person. And then when the time comes that there is something constructive or negative to say, um, hopefully that person knows how much I love them. You know, by that point, that person knows, like, I'm safe, I'm secure, this is, this is all out of love. And um, if I don't say it exactly the right way, you know, if I, if I do come out too harshly, they know, like, Lion loves me, you know, it's, it's okay. And um, I'm, I'm so grateful for that 10 to 1 ratio and um, hopefully... I can continue to do that hopefully we Amen. can do that for each other. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Awesome. All right guys we're, we're coming in for, for a landing here. Um, really quick, I just wanted to share. Um, this is a book I read that was amazing. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get a good book and you feel like inadequate in the way that you can talk to people like I did, I recommend this book yeah. Crucial Confrontations. There's also one called Crucial Conversations. Maybe they're the same. I don't know, um, but I, I highly recommend that book. And um, we're just going to end with some practicals, guys. So we, what we really are encouraging you guys to do is to create a culture in the church of speaking the truth. Um, yeah, RJ was was not there. He's in our group, the Lion of Judah. It's a great group, and it's it's a great group. Um, <laughs> But this is our family group. Um, Delaney's in there. It's, it's amazing. So we want to create a culture of um, truth speaking in the church. And like I said, I'm not, we're not trying to tell everyone, like, every meeting of the body, okay, who is going to get my truth today? That, that That is not what we're trying to say. But we, we want, you know, if I, if I might speak, I think we don't lean in that direction. I think we may lean in the direction of... Um, you know, love and, and certainly family building and certainly many other things, but I wanna nudge you in the direction of hey, let's initiate some more deep conversations and hopefully tonight gives you a good reason to do that. Hey maybe that's that's a good way to start. Like, hey I don't know how to talk to you about this, but Jesse said I could do this. So <laughs>
1: you, you
0: know I think the family group is a great place and that's kind of what we're yes. our midweek series right now is talking about our family groups and and it's a great place to practice this Mm -hmm. whether you're just getting to know someone for the first time hey let's get deeper let's get to know each other um or you've known someone for a long time Mm -hmm. and maybe you need to have some conversations about um stuff whatever it is i think this is a great place so i just have three quick practicals for you guys and then we're going to break up in our groups so Mm -hmm. number one is just inviting other people into your life Mm -hmm. and making yourself available to hearing the truth yeah I think sometimes, um, it's very natural and easy to present yourself like you're all set. Yeah. And to make it hard for people to speak the truth to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think asking people for feedback. Mm -hmm. How am I doing? How's my marriage? How, how am I, how are we doing? How, how am I, how do you think I'm doing? What do you see in my character? Making, making opportunities for that. Um, Looking for opportunities to build each other up. Truth speaking isn't just about confronting people. Yeah. It's about building each other up. Yep. It's about encouraging. It's what Jesus did. He gave hope to the outcasts and gave hope to the poor. And he encouraged the weak. And he gave mercy to the guilty. He, he brought people who were low up. And that's, that's what we do Amen. as yeah. well.
1: Amen.
0: And then lastly, don't quench the spirit. When you feel the spirit, you know, and, and I, I, it just happens to me. You just feel the spirit prompting yeah. you. Yeah. And when you quench the spirit, you, there's so much that's happening in that moment. You, you're, you're doing damage to yourself, but you're also missing an opportunity for another person to grow yeah. in Christ. So um, we're going to break up into our family groups. Thank Amen. you guys so much for um, listening. We put up some questions prompts. These are completely just hopefully getting your juices going and your groups just to have a good conversation together and you certainly don't have to follow these, but this is a good place to start and uh, we love you guys and have a great time in your family groups.